Welcome to another episode of Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And today we are continuing our journey through every volume of One Piece. Yay! <laughs> you don't have Christina here to say yay. I know. I'll add it in. <laughs> <laughs> Christina's woo that she always gives whenever we say what we read. We should have that on a soundboard. <laughs> I just have sound clips of each of you for special occasions. Just our reactions. <laughs> but yeah, Emma, what chapters were we reading this time? So we read two arcs this time. We read Zoe and Whole Cake Island, mm-hmm. which was chapters 802 through 902 in volumes 80 through 90. A big chunk. Just as big as last time. Technically shorter because it was one chapter shorter. That's funny. (laughs) I don't know which one felt longer or not. Mm -hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as always, I am now going in completely blind. I don't know anything beyond this point, so I can't spoil anything. And Emma is not going to spoil anything beyond this point, despite knowing everything. (laughs) Yes. So we have to... Get through Zoe quickly before we can do our deep dive into Whole Cake Islands, the main event. But anyway, Zoe, mm-hmm. we're going to have the crew meeting back up. Half of them went on ahead last time. Zoe is a giant elephant walking in the ocean. Oh my gosh. I loved later like Oda's question corner where it has like the drawing of the elephant's legs <laughs> yeah. and how they're like extra jointed so that they can go further down and possibly be touching the ocean floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this elephant that's just been walking for a millennium. Yes. <laughs> wow. That poor elephant. Yeah. He did some kind of crime, though. That, that is that is the backstory. We don't know what the crime is, but... Some kind of awful crime. Anyway, this is the home of the minks, mm-hmm. which are the animal people. They're very cute. <laughs> okay. They're cute. I, I like how touchy-feely they are and like, uh, let's rub cheeks and like say hi. I just <laughs> thought it was cute. <laughs> so... Zoe is a very densely packed transition arc where we get mm. a lot of we get our setup for Wano and we also get our setup for Endgame. Mm. How we're gonna find the One Piece. Yes. But Wano first. Okay, so Zoe was decimated. It turns out by Jack, who works for Kaido. And they he was looking for Raizo, who is a ninja from Wano. Mm-hmm. And the the inhabitants of Zoe were like, he's not here. Leave us alone, please. We've never seen him. We don't know who this is. Like, he's never been here. And I was convinced. I was like, oh, leave, fully. leave these poor animals alone. They don't even know who this is. Fully. This is a misunderstanding. They they don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> but they do. They do. They're, they're longtime associates with the inhabitants of Wano, but uh, we'll get to that a bit more. Anyway, okay, so so Luffy and company get there, and they don't find anyone. Eventually, okay, they eventually they find the minks, and eventually they find their crew. There's lots of misunderstandings. Yes. <laughs> one after another. Yes. They also think, like, oh, because they were decimated by these people looking for this ninja, we can't tell them that we have samurai on board. <laughs> yeah. Kenjiro and Kinemon fell off. 
because they were trying to climb up the elephant's leg. So dumb. And I laughed at it every time because Kenjiro just decided to to go up behind Kinemon and cover his eyes and go, guess who? And was like, oh, is it Kenjiro? You're the only one behind me. So dumb. It's so dumb. And then they got hit by a, a falling monkey and fell off because of course they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they're trying multiple times to try and get up that elephant leg. Anyway, okay, so, no, the minks are longtime friends, and they were hiding Rizo the whole time. It was a big shock to me. Mm. <laughs> I, I should have known. I should have known. Yeah. Loyalty knows no bounds. They, uh, they would never give up a friend. Truly. So, yeah, okay. So we learn that the... Samurai that we keep meeting, now we know Rise of the Ninja, mm-hmm. they're all part of the Kozuki clan. Yes. And Momonosuke is not Kinemon's son. No! He's the heir and now, like, the ruler of that clan. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> he is, in fact, the son of Lord Odin, who was a crewmate of Gold Roger. <laughs> what? <laughs> And who was killed by Kaido. Yes. And so we find out that Kaido is in Wano, mm-hmm. which is something that I almost spoiled so many times. <laughs> because there were so many times where we would talk about Kaido and Wano in the same sentence. And instinctually, I wanted to say, yeah, and Kaido's in Wano. But I was like, <laughs> you guys don't know that yet. <laughs> but like, we're always talking about them in the same sentence. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so that one was, that was probably the hardest thing to keep in. Where it's like, Wow. Yeah, Kaido's in Wano, killed Momo's father. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to... So they also are now in this takedown Kaido scheme. Yes, so many people are willing to do this with them. Yeah, I forget the order, but it was the Samurai Mink Ninja Pirate Alliance. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Oh, Trophy gets to reunite with his crew. Yes, yes. When they're on Zo. Which is really sweet. Yeah, Zoe is Beppo's hometown, Very of course. Very cute. Just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Trophy's still around. Trophy is still around, but he won't be in the next arc because he will go on to Wano. We're going to split up again. Yeah. <laughs> I want them all to be together. Well, there's just too many characters now that they have to split up. <laughs> no, I know. I get that. I mean, I do like getting to see, you know, Nami do her thing, Chopper do his. I do get to, like... I do like seeing these characters getting to have their moments, and it is hard when you have the full cast of them. Yeah. So, also in Zoe, there is a Ponyglyph. Yes. A red one. A red one. A road Ponyglyph. Yes. That has information on how to get to the last island. Mm -hmm. So. There are four of these. There are. Big Mom has one. Yes. And the other two are missing? No. No, one of them, somebody else has one of them. Kaido has Kaido the other. Kaido has the other. <laughs> and then one of them is missing. One, okay, only one is missing. Okay. Yeah, so, oh my god, I, I told you that Robin is the star of Zoe, because mm. she really is. Everything she says. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> she, we talked about how last time Kenjiro was really bad at drawing, but that's his power. His drawings come to life, and he drew this dragon to help them climb up the... <laughs> The elephant. And Robin falls in love with it. She's enamored. And she keeps saying it's so cute. And then it's struggling because it's this monstrosity that 
not anatomically correct. (laughs) So she's just like, you can do it. Oh my gosh. And then his drawings like melt back into the ground and she like laid little flowers down and, you know, said like kind words and had like a little memorial service like on her own for it. tears in her eyes. Oh, too cute. Yeah. And then when they're on though and they don't see anyone for a while and they're like, maybe the minks ate our crewmates. Yes. Oh, and she asked permission to read the Pontyglyph, which was so cute. Mm-hmm. They're like, like the minx knew, hey, you can read this. Do you want to read it? And she's like, may I? I just, oh, Robin. So great. Yes. And so they're saying, Robin, because you're the only one who can read these, and this is the only way to find the One Piece, you're super valuable. And she says, that's okay, because I have my friends to protect yes. me. Yes. Which is a, such a great precursor to the arc we're about to go into. Oh, no! <laughs> because then Sanji is like, no, I must sacrifice myself. I Just the way all of these characters continually are sacrificing themselves for each other. And it is just interesting because Sanji was there when they were fighting so hard to get Robin back. Yes. And saying about her importance. Yes. To the crew, and then for him to be like, oh, but this is what I need to do to protect the crew, even after all of that. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> uh, sweet babies. <laughs> Guys, stop it. Uh, but I'm glad Robin has come to this realization, just like, I don't care. You know what? This crew, they got my back. I got their back. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. So also, Momonosuke has crazy powers. <laughs> I mean, he has devil fruit powers, but uh, Zunisha, the elephant, is being attacked. Mm-hmm. And, and he's able to hear the elephant speaking to him. And that's how we find out that, you know, he had committed a crime, <laughs> I think, is during this conversation. Yeah. Or, or maybe the elephant is thinking it. I don't know if he straight out says that. Does he straight out say it? He says that he needs permission to do something that isn't his prime directive of just right. walking towards whatever. Right, right. So, and, and apparently Momo is the one who can, who can give him that permission yes. for, for whatever reason he has. The ability. I don't know. It just, it felt very reminiscent of Princess Shirahoshi, right? And being able to talk to the Neptunians. Mm -hmm. But that made her, like, Poseidon. Is she? She, She's Poseidon, right? She's Poseidon. She's Poseidon because of that ability. But then I'm like, what does that make Momonosuke? Because it's a very similar thing. But but then, I don't know. I'm also like, we keep hearing about Gold Roger and his, like, hearing things and, and, Luffy kind of hears things, too, because he was kind of getting a sense of what the elephant was saying, but he wasn't the one who was able to command the elephant. So I'm just, there there are a lot of things that we're being being given information about, but I don't think we've gotten the whole picture yet. Yeah, because we were told that Odin and Gold Roger also heard the elephant's voice when they Mm -hmm. were on Zoe. And Luffy can hear the voice, and Luffy could hear the Neptunian's voice Mm -hmm. back in Fishman Island. So, yes. Correct. (laughs) That is the information you currently have. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So something to circle back to at some point. Uh, Probably. I mean, it all means something, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so so Momonosuke wanted to stay back to continue talking with the elephant. And and then the rest of the crew is going to Wano. Yeah, okay. While Momonosuke is staying there with his people? No, so... I know at least Kinemon is going ahead. Okay. But 
I, I know that one of the minks, either Cat Viper or Duke Dogstorm, I think it was Cat Viper who, it was, one of them's going after Marco. Yes! Because Odin was also on Whitebeard's crew for a time. Yes! So they're like, we want to go see Marco and get his help. And anyway, one of one of the mink leaders said that they would bring Momonosuke back to Wano mm. when they were done with their side of the mission. Oh, because like, also, because Whitebeard's crew is being hunted down. Yeah, they and, they, and <laughs> like assassinated basically. Yeah, they lost the the grudge war against Blackbeard's pirates. Yeah, so so that's going on in the background too. <laughs> Gosh, oh, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> so that is the main Zoe specific stuff that I have to talk about. I don't know if you have anything you want to mention. I mean, I I did like when Zoro was saying, because, you know, when they come there and they see everything decimated and they're worried about their crew being eaten or whatever, (laughs) and Zoro's like, calm down, Twirly Brows is with them, and he wouldn't screw up and let them get killed. (laughs) Yes, Zoro. (laughs) Oh, so... So they get to Zoe and Sanji's not there, and it takes forever to find out why he's not there. Oh my gosh, so long. (laughs) And, And... Speaking of Zoro, when they when Luffy's like, we have to get him back before we go to Wano, he says that Sanji is worth a thousand men. And Zoro's like, well, I'm worth two thousand. <laughs> I'm like, Zoro, that's so pathetic. <laughs> Maybe Zoro is insecure and we just don't know it yet. Wow. I mean, when we get his arc about his secret backstory, maybe... Does he have a secret backstory? I mean, of anybody who should have a secret backstory, it should be Zoro since his is just so quick and like still traumatizing. But I mean, not to compare traumas, but I'm going to compare traumas. Yeah, yeah. His, his is down there. It's it's not it's not the worst among them. So <laughs> when, when we were rereading... Uh, Water 7. And they kept mentioning how Frankie's parents were pirates. Mm -hmm. I I googled, who are Frankie's parents? Ah, I wish I knew. (laughs) And somebody said, no, no, no. Oda's not going to Sanji us again. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like he would. But he would. (laughs) He would. I'm not going to put past him. I've been waiting to figure out who Frankie's parents are who just tossed him into the ocean. (laughs) We don't know. This arc is not about Frankie. Frankie is not going to be in this arc. Mm. Okay. What happened when they were on Zoe? Our The other half of the crew got there mm-hmm. and they helped out after the horrible battle. They were, saved the minks and the minks are so grateful. And one of the worst generations shows up. Capone Beji, I think is how you say his name. I think I'm just going to call him Capone. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> because Beji just sounds wrong coming out of my mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Anyway, he works for Big Mom now, and he's like, I have an invitation for you, Sanji. You're getting married. You're getting married to into the Charlotte family. And yeah, Sanji third son of the Vinsmoke family coming to marry Pudding, the 35th daughter of the Charlotte family. Like, what? <laughs> All the, that, it wasn't so much the marriage part that stuck with me. It was third son. Third son. So he has he has siblings. He has, he has at least two brothers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what family is this? Yes. When did this family happen? Yes. Sanjay, all along, secretly had a last name. Secret family, secret everything. 
And he tells, oh my god, when he goes up to Nami and he gives her this note that he wrote for Luffy and the crew saying that he'll be, he's gone to meet a woman, he'll be back. Yeah. And he says to her, I never meant to hide anything from you. I just thought my past would not catch up with me. Mm. Oh my god. It's So there's lots of mystery for a long time. So they were all captured by Capone and Sanji gets them out. Yeah. And is like, okay, I'm going to go back. And I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this. Yeah. So then the rest of the crew keeps saying that Sanji wasn't kidnapped, and I'm like, Sanji was kind of kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. But their reasoning is that he got us out, so he could have gotten himself out. Yeah. And it does it it's a little unclear, but it does seem like Sanji did have this mindset where he thought he could go talk to his father, say, leave me alone, and then go back with the crew. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I he kind of quickly realizes that's not going to be the case. Yeah, really. He's threatened on so many levels. Yeah. And I really don't know how to talk about this coherently. Mo- like most of One Piece, it's hard to talk about coherently because so much happens, and it's all so strange. Yeah, well, and also just, like, the way that we're given information isn't always linear. I mean, with Sanji, it's definitely, like, given out throughout the entire yeah. arc. So, I guess, let's talk about how the, the Straw Hat's going to Whole Cake Island first, and then we'll get into Sanji and his the rest of his story. Okay. <laughs> so, Luffy, Nami, Chopper, Brooke, who were not in the last arc, are going to go to rescue Sanji, and they're taking with them... Two minks, mm-hmm. Pedro, and then Carrot tags along. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> so that is our crew for this time. And because Sanji's not there, Luffy almost immediately dies. Yes. He, first of all, uses up all their food when he tries to make them a meal. Mm. And then when they go fishing, he catches a poisonous fish and immediately eats it without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's dying. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> But then we meet some of Sanji's siblings, but it's not one and two. <laughs> it's zero and, and four. four. Zero and four. We meet his sister, Reiju, and his brother, Yonji, mm. who are, are heading to Cold Cake Island, of course, for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And Reiju can suck poison. So, yeah, so very she, useful. So she cures Luffy and is like, yeah, we're not going to tell anyone that you're coming. Whatever. Yeah, you let it happen. I don't even remember what her explanation was, but Yonji bought it, and we learned that Rage is actually, like, pretty good. There, I mean, there's a lot of complexity in the story arc, so... Oh, for sure. <laughs> but our Straw Hats, they meet Sanji's fiance, Pudding. Yeah, and she seems delightful. <laughs> she seems like a lovely person who seems to realize how much they care about Sanji and how much they want him back and how she's kind of like, okay, you know, I'll see what I can do to help you. I'll get Sanji to you and I'll help. Yes. She's also the owner of the store that Luffy and Chopper (laughs) ate like most of. This is how they meet everyone. They eat something. They eat something. (laughs) Especially on this island where everything is food. Yes. And every child of Big Mom is in charge of some sort of food. Pudding is a minister of chocolate. Or, no, she she's kind of in charge, but we learn, like, Lola was in charge of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't want to take it over. That was sweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was sweet. I'm glad that we finally got the, like, 
continuation of Lola and the Vivercard. Yes. So so Pudding tells them that Sanji told her that he can't marry her mm. because he wants to go back with his crew. Mm. And they're like, wow, Sanji turned down the nicest, most beautiful woman ever. That shows how much she cares about us. Ah, uh, <laughs> and sweet. Back to Zoro. When, when he found out about this back on Zo, he was like, Sanji's probably excited about getting married. Like, he probably doesn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, fair. That one, that one I might give you points for Zoro. Yeah, I mean, every... every- <laughs> action that Sanji has done in their entire relationship has led Zoro to that thought. (laughs) Okay, so Pudding gives them a map to get to where Sanji is, and they follow it, and then they end up in the seducing woods, and Mm -hmm. this is a large chunk. This is the chunk I don't love. They're stuck for a while in that woods. They are stuck there for a while. And we don't really need to talk about it that much. Probably. Mm -hmm. What we need to talk about is Sanji. 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 Three. His name means three. Okay, so in regards to Sanji's name. So first of all, Sanji is an actual Japanese name that Japanese people have had. Okay, fair. (laughs) But But. Vinsmoke Judge, Sanji's father, did name his children one, two, three, four, and he named his daughter Zero, which is tells you everything you need to know about this man, really. Oh, gosh. (laughs) From the start there. (laughs) So, Sanji is actually the son of Vinsmoke Judge, who is the ruler of Germa. Mm-hmm. Germa, as in Germany, as in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. eugenics. Mm-hmm. Germa, double six, two mm-hmm. sixes resembling double S. Mm-hmm. There's even a lightning bolt in case you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sanji's father is a Nazi war criminal, mm-hmm. more or less. There, mm-hmm. So... Germa is a kingdom recognized by the world government, but they are also a kingdom without land. They have all these giant transponder snail type, giant snails yeah. ships yeah. that come together to form their kingdom. And they're like mercenaries right now. But at one time they ruled the entire North Blue, mm-hmm. which when they were back on Zoe and they found out Sanji was part of the Vinsmoke family and people were like, what's that? I kind of know about this. And I'm like, why don't you ask Law? He's from the North Blue. He knows about this. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He, he actually has information about this. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about with Jerma, Hannah? Vinsmoke Judge? Sanji's awful siblings? Everybody, eugenics? Everybody clones? awful clones. Gosh, they're all clones. Well, their soldiers are all clones, but their soldiers also don't know that they're clones. Yeah. But... They're clones. <laughs> okay, when I think it was Yonji who showed Sanji the laboratory and was like, this is the secret power mm-hmm. of Jerma is the clones. I was like, oh my God, Sanji's a clone. Yes, okay, that's where my mind went first too. But no, they're, they're just heavily like, these four brothers were genetically modified. And yeah. then it's just with Sanji, it didn't work to the full extent or it didn't work at all? It didn't work at all. It didn't work at all uh, because his mom was trying to prevent it. Yeah, so we had seen bits and pieces of Sanji flashbacks before the clone revelation and we hadn't seen a mom yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, Sanji's a clone. Oh my God. But then mm-hmm. in the flashbacks, we see his mom. Oh my God. You want to talk about the flashbacks? I mean, it's just really sad because he doesn't have the genetic modifications of his siblings, so he's falling really behind in all of their training and everything that is expected of him. And so then 
also part of the genetic modifications is that they don't have feelings or yes. emotions. And so they're all really cruel to yes. him. And he just, he's just a little tiny dude who wants to cook and, and he's cooking meals for the rats and they're making fun of him and throwing his rat out the window. And it's just so sad. (laughs) Sanji went from having the least sad backstory to the most sad backstory. Mm. It's so upsetting. So Sanji started cooking because he wanted to make food for his Mm -hmm. sick mother. Gosh, another sick mother. <laughs> We're going to find out that Zoro had a sick mother too now, aren't we? I mean, why not? <laughs> Usopp lied to his mom about the pirates to try and comfort her. Sanji's cooking meals for her for his mom to try and comfort her. And they're terrible because he's an eight-year-old. And she's like, it's delicious. Thank you, Sanji. Oh. God. Gosh, walking through the rain in his little raincoat, and then it falls and gets all smooshed a bit. But she's still like, no, I am going to eat the meal that he brought me because the her waitstaff and everybody was like, no, this is what he brought. And she's like, no, bring me what my son made me. And Sanji never even knew why his mother was sick until this story <sighs> arc when Reiju tells him that she became sick because she found out. God, Judge is the worst. Yeah. I'm so I I want to know more about Sora, the mother, and how she ended up in this awful marriage. Mm. So many questions, but she's like, I don't want my children to not have emotions, so she took this something drug mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. try to counteract the operation that was performed on her, and it didn't work except for Sanji. And so that's why she was always sick when they were children, and why she eventually died. Oh my god. It's so upsetting. <laughs> it's so terrible. So Sanji is just constantly referred to as a failure as a child because he's eight and can't fight, which like, oh my god. It's terrible. Though I also find it interesting, like, he was getting, you know, intensive. They were all getting like sword fighting lessons and things mm-hmm. like that. And we know that he is good with his hands, uh, but that he reserves it for cooking. And it does just make me think of like... You know, the what if of if he had continued this training, he would have been like somebody to rival Zoro with sword fighting. That's just... But then none of the siblings use swords. But then they didn't. I know. I thought that was interesting. But they did have like during their training was specifically in those flashbacks of like the sword fighting section. Lots of Sanji Um, being hit by kendo sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So Sanji grew up thinking he was a failure, which Mm -hmm. is... Why I have God, he's such a good character. Mm-hmm. I'm so isn't it so nice we can talk about a story arc where Sanji doesn't do anything horrible? Oh my gosh, truly. <laughs> isn't it such a relief? Truly. <laughs> but And also just a story arc where it does kind of explain some of his reactions and his habits, just because like on Jerma there really aren't any women at mm-hmm. all. And so that kind of makes his like fascination and like hyperfixation on women mm-hmm. make a little more sense and i don't know it's just it's just interesting yeah so sanji being called a failure this is something that like i don't know if oda planned this out from the very beginning of the series mm. i don't think he did so you I, don't think he had the name sanji picked out because he was like i'm gonna give him two older brothers and one, and one younger brother okay back to sanji's name <laughs> Sorry to bring it back there. I know. There's no fun Sanji facts for you. Sanji was originally going to be named Naruto. Ha! 
But Shonen, <laughs> but Shonen Jump was like, you can't name your character Naruto. We have a series called Naruto coming out soon. And it's, it's because Naruto is, uh, it's a food. I don't know exactly what it is, but you see it in ramen. It's that pink spiral in the white disc. Ooh, yes. Okay. So that's why Sanji's going to be named Naruto because he has a curly eyebrow and, oh. and it's food related and he's a cook. So it was all, all connected to that. Oh, that's fun. So then I don't know where the name Sanji came from, but... That oh. it just worked out well. Yes, Oda, Oda loves his puns, so he probably just decided to run with it. <laughs> so. Okay, okay. Anyway, the point I've been trying to make for like the past five minutes, <laughs> it's great. No, I, I can talk, talk about Sanji all day, fun Sanji facts, mm. based on Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we finally got to the question corner where Oda said that, and I was like, I was getting worried then. That you had made, I made it up. <laughs> so... We've talked a lot, you and I, off podcast, about yes. Sanji and Usopp's relationship. Yes. And I feel like so much of it comes back to this, of Sanji's encouragement of Usopp comes back to his own self-confidence issues. Oh, god! Of how he still has it in the back of his mm-hmm. mind that I'm a failure. And so he's trying to tell Usopp what he needed to hear as a child of, no, everybody has things they can mm-hmm. and cannot do. Which, why I... <laughs> really fixated on that moment in Eni's lobby. It is still, mm. even without this extra backstory, that is still one of my absolute favorite moments oh, when Sanji sure. says that. And then also, he he does sacrifice himself a lot. And it does kind of feel like with this extra context that it's because he has this mindset of, I need to make myself useful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, back... In East Blue, when he's like, I have to die for Zeph. And then Drum Island, he's like, I gotta save Nami and Luffy. Yes, sacrifice Uh, myself to those big, big bunnies. And then, of course, Thriller Bark, when he's trying to sacrifice himself. Oh my gosh, and Zoro will not let him. Yeah, so back when I told you to interpret that scene, I had an unfair amount of information. (laughs) Let me interpret the scene in a self-confidence way. But also, Brooke, from the very beginning of this arc kept saying Sanji's not coming back Mm -hmm. and eventually we learn that it's because Brooke says this to Big Mom when he's fighting Big Mom which is the thing that happens yes (laughs) he says that once Sanji decides to sacrifice himself like we can't change his mind to do that and it's because Brooke is one of the only people who knows what Sanji did on Thriller Bark Ooh, yeah it's just him and Robin who know and Brooke doesn't actually know that Robin knows but but Brooke knows what Sanji did and was like this is what he wants to do Mm. we're not going to be able to change his mind so that's there was a long time where Brooke kept saying that I'm like Brooke what do you know why do you think Sanji's not coming back okay yeah he saw his determination before okay so yeah Judge can make clones because he's actually a super brilliant scientist on the side yeah, Jerma is all about their science. Yes, the kingdom of science. Uh, Judge worked with Vegapunk mm-hmm. at one point. Yes. The world government arrested Vegapunk for discovering DNA. <laughs> yeah, they have a name for it, like the, the life sequence yeah. or something. <laughs> so that's how he got on their radar, which, I mean, is just giving more and more information about Vegapunk. I guess I feel, I mean, I still don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. but... I feel like at the beginning, especially because I thought, had him conflated with a Caesar clown, Mm -hmm. thought that he was, you know, actively working for the world government, like of his own volition. And because that was his beliefs and things Mm -hmm. like that. But the more, I mean, I don't like that he was working with Jerma. That's not great. That doesn't show that he's necessarily (laughs) the best person. But 
I don't know, just him being arrested by the world government makes me think now that maybe he's not doing it of his own volition. But I don't know. But we still haven't met we him. We still haven't met him. So. We just keep talking about him. <laughs> he's very intriguing. He is. That is very true. Okay, so with Sanji's backstory, eventually his dad just gives up on him. Mm-hmm. After the mom dies, the dad is like, okay, now I can just lock him in a cage. Oh my gosh, giving him the iron mask. Ugh. Yeah, I've seen this. People saying that, oh, Sanji's reaction to Iron Mask Duval because he was reliving his trauma. And I'm like, when I reread the Iron Mask Duval section, Sanji just seemed annoyed. He didn't seem traumatized like he should have been seeing a man in the Iron Mask. (laughs) That is funny. I mean, that is an interesting tie-in, though. (laughs) This person who kind of shared his face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his made-up wanted poster face also had an iron mask like he did. But also, the wanted poster was a main plot point because his- Yes, his family was trying to find him, kind of. Like, they were like, oh, that's <laughs> that's Sanji, we need to find him. And so they were they were part of why Duval was continually being harassed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Despite his family, you know, kicking him out, kicking Sanji out. Yes. Like so- you were saying. Yeah, so this is, again, you can't really compare traumas, Mm. but Sanji's backstory is genuinely distressing because when he's put in the iron mask and in the cage, it's by just random soldiers. And Mm -hmm. he's he's asking for his dad. He's asking for his dad to save him. Mm -hmm. And they tell him, your dad is the one who ordered this. Mm -hmm. And then you just have an abused child apologizing to their father, Mm -hmm. their abusive father, and it's just so heartbreaking. Well, and then it's up to Reiju, who is also a child Mm -hmm. herself. Like, she's the one who helps get him out. She's the one sibling who has a bit of emotion. She still has emotions. She has emotions. She was there with their mother as much as she could be as well. And I think also just because being a woman on Jerma was no easy thing. Mm -hmm. Again, her name is Zero. And she's the oldest of all of them. That's just awful. I hate it so much. But, But just that she kind of stepped into that caring motherly role for him of she's going to rescue him and the way to rescue him is to say go and never come back. Yeah. So Sanji escapes but then he does see his father and yes. his dad's like, oh, you want to leave? That's great. But do me a favor. Don't tell anyone you're my son because that would be really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is how Sanji was a nine-year-old boy working on a, a cruise ship. ship. <laughs> Before he met Chef Zeph. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. His father. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, Sanji's absolute love of Chef Zeph in this arc is unparalleled. So we can we can get to that a bit because so that's the thing is when he he tells Judge, I don't want to get married, he says, Alright, one, Sanji's an idiot. He fights his father at one point, which is pretty great. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Anyway, and during the fight he says, My hands are my most precious tool. And I'm like, Sanji, oh, you idiot. Yeah. Because then I think they would have done this anyway, but still. Yeah, they were planning on doing it anyway. You you just tell your enemy your weakness. Oh my god. Anyway, they put the, the cuffs on his wrists and they're like, if you leave, your hands will blow up. Also, if you leave, we'll kill Zeph. Mm-hmm. A lot's going on here. Yeah. So, so Sanji is gonna get married. Yep. 
doesn't really have a choice. It's his only way to protect the people that he cares about. Yes. Well, and especially because then later on, it's also like to protect the straw hats when he realizes that they have made it to Whole Cake Island. Yes. Yes, they they have. They're stuck in the seducing woods forever. <laughs> oh my god, this stupid, I'm just, all I'm gonna say, this stupid cracker fight. Cracker, the biscuit man, he claps and biscuits appear. And apparently, they're the hardest substance ever. Except Rain can make them soggy and then Luffy can eat them. Oh my god, I watched the anime for a, a good chunk of this arc because, as you know, when I first went through this arc, the volume went missing from the library. Oh, yes. So I watched the cracker fight, and it's so long in the anime. Oh, no. Of just Luffy eating biscuits forever. But yeah, so Sanji... <sighs> Sanji's off to the tea party before... The wedding is also called the tea party, which is kind of confusing, but they go to a tea party with Big Mom beforehand. But of course, this is going to lead into Luffy versus Sanji. Hannah. Heartbreaking. <laughs> Top five Luffy fighting his own crew fight. Gosh, who hasn't he fought yet? <laughs> Who's going to break my heart next? Uh, but truly, yeah, because, you know, he's traveling with his siblings and Luffy's there trying to get him back. And he's like, okay, I'll handle this because, you know, my siblings will just kill him. Yes. Um. So it has to be me. But of course, I have to hurl like really insulting things towards him to try and make him leave. But then also, of course, Luffy is stubborn and won't listen to whatever Sanji's words are because he knows that that's not like what Sanji truly means. But I do think this is good growth for Luffy because he Luffy is also riled up pretty easily. Yes. So this could have worked in the past. Yeah. Possibly. I feel like there was a lot of good Luffy growth in this arc. Yes. But because, you know, when Luffy fought Usopp, that was all emotions oh, running high. Oh, for sure. And in this one, Luffy refuses to fight. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so sad. What do you mean, inferior pirates? You know you don't mean that. Stop lying. You can kick me all you want, but you're the one feeling pain. <laughs> That's so One Piece. That's like exactly what Cora said to Law last time. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. It's so sad. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it ends with Luffy being like, I'm going to wait here. I'm going to wait here. I'm not going to eat anything because I only want your food. I'm going to wait here. His exact words are, I'll be waiting right here. And if you don't come back, I'll just sit here and starve. I mean, you're the cook of my ship. I won't eat anyone's food but yours anymore. Come back, Sanji. Without your help, I can't become the king of the pirates. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. This arc is beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay. And then, of course, Luffy's immediately starving despite eating five million biscuits. He was eating biscuits for ten hours. But he used up so much energy fighting. <laughs> he didn't fight! <laughs> no, I mean, like, from the previous oh, fight. The... <laughs> he barely fought. He was mostly eating. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, he is basically immediately starving. And then he does end up having to do a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, okay, then all of Big Mom's army comes to fight Luffy and Nami. I don't know if you want to talk about the Vivre card real quick. Oh, I mean, Lola. it's Lola's Vivre card uh, because it's it's Big Mom's card because yes. Lola is Big Mom's daughter. And so it has like a bit of Big Mom's soul in it. And so Nami was using that to her advantage of 
these people or these like other creatures with like the soul of Big Mom aren't going to will will listen to me while I hold mm-hmm. this card. And so she was using that to her advantage a lot. Yes, she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nami. <laughs> also, okay, well, uh, back to the Luffy-Sanji fight. Nami slaps Sanji. Yes. Yeah, which I'm not going to say he didn't deserve it. But, you know, Nami, you left the crew under very similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I get you were only with the crew for like a month when you left. Mm-hmm. And Sanji has been with you all a lot longer. But I feel like because of that, you should maybe know that he's lying right now. But <laughs> yeah, but it's dramatic and heartbreaking. So it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, Luffy and Nami get captured. Also, I'm sure you're all wondering where Chopper and Brooke are. <laughs> They're off doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we also need to get Big Mom's, a tracing of Big Mom's Pontyglyph. So there's that plan. And there are also, there are lots of things going on. But that's why Luffy and Nami are the only ones who get captured. Mm-hmm. And then Sanji talks with Pudding. And, oh my god, he's saying everything. He's he's telling her, I am I have to live, relive all of my childhood trauma. I hate being here. I don't want to be here. And then Pudding's crying, and she's like, your life with me won't be hell, I promise. Yeah. And, she, and then, of course, Sanji is saying, no, oh my god, you're right. You know, we're both being forced into this marriage. Neither one of us. We both have terrible parents. We're both being forced into this marriage. Mm -hmm. We're both in this situation. So let's make the best of it. You know what? Putting, I do want to marry you. Let's get married. You, you are my salvation. You are the only good thing here. Everything else is the worst situation possible. Ugh. But Pudding, she goes to see the captured Luffy and Nami and she can't hold it in any longer. Oh my gosh. She reveals that she's this evil person who's just so excited to kill Sanji on the wedding day, uh, to shoot him right between the eyes, and she she tells them that, and they are horrified. Luffy's trying to rip his hands off a la Zorro. Um, <laughs> oh my god. In the anime, there's this horrible snapping sound effect that they use. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, he's actually gonna rip his arms off. He doesn't. <laughs> Thank God, but it was a long time of just... And then he shouts at Nami, rip your arms off too! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We have to save Sanji! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Though I... I do like that Sanji, it's it's devastating, but Sanji does come across this information himself too. Like he, yes. it, he gets the information uh, after he makes this nice meal, this nice little picnic basket. He's going to take it to her, be like, oh, this will cheer her up. And then here's her revealing her evil plan again, this time to his sister. Yes. And then that's also when we learn about her like memory powers. Yes. And so she she takes his uh, Sanji sister's memories of this night but then Sanji's able to talk to her afterwards and be like yeah pudding's pretty bad (laughs) they're gonna plan their their plan is to kill all of you germa double six yes yes it is but yeah while Sanji's talking to Reiju she I think that's also when she's like oh but your bracelets like you can you can escape I already swapped those out so there is really nothing holding you here. You you can go. Yes, I know you just learned that your entire family is about to be assassinated, but you can go. Because again, her whole thing has always been like, Sanji, leave and never look back. Yes. And Reiju says, 
it's pro- it's about time for Germa to be eliminated. Yes, which is terrifying that she's going to willingly walk into this wedding and mm-hmm. get killed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Big Mom wants to kill Germa and then just take their power, even though she'd have their power if they married. But I guess she was like, eh, can't trust them, I guess. I don't know. Or it might have been a power move, but they might have mentioned that. Right. Where she's like, if I take out Germa, people will be really impressed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was probably it. Um, <laughs> but okay, Luffy does not rip his arms off because Jinbei is there. Yay, Jinbei. Jinbei came to resign from Big Mom's pirate crew and then he kind of backed off but we all know he's he's gonna he's getting out in his own sweet time he's ready to join the straw hats yeah so he he frees luffy and nami and then luffy well actually luffy talks to Rachel and they are like oh yeah sanji knows about pudding and mm-hmm. then luffy's like great gotta go yeah, because he has to go to the meeting spot. He has to go to the place that he said he was going to wait for Sanji. And does he have to go through many, 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 many Big Mom soldiers? Yes, yes, he does to get there. But he is determined, even though he is now starving. Yes, and and Sanji goes there too. And I wrote in my notes that Liar is a perfect chapter. Mm. Because it is. Because yeah. Sanji... On the way, it's raining, and then a dog attacks him, and he trips, and it's every single thing that happened to him when he brought the food for his mother. Yes. And he brings it to Luffy. Okay, not only, but also, it's like a massacre there. I mean, (laughs) you know Luffy doesn't really kill people, but there are bodies everywhere, and he's trying to find Luffy and, like, lifting up bodies and trying to look under them to be like, okay, where did Luffy end up falling? Because he knows that this is the spot he said he would wait but he's just like trying to find him. And then it's Luffy's like grumbling stomach that leads him to him. Yes. But so the food gets all mixed together and Luffy doesn't care. He eats it and he says it's great. And Luffy and Sanji says liar because he's thinking of his mom. It was too sweet. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it was, it was also all their favorite foods. Yeah. Um, which Sanji had realized earlier, like, oh no, I cooked all of their favorite foods. Yes. And, but then Luffy's like, oh yeah, our favorite foods. <laughs> and the, but then Sanji says, I can't come back to the ship. Mm. One, because I beat you up. I beat up my captain. I can't come back. Also, my family's about to get killed. And despite hating my family, mm-hmm. I cannot allow that to happen. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yes, Luffy finally punches Sanji in the face and screams, tell me how you really feel. And he wants to go back to the Sunny. This, okay, if you can't tell, half of this arc is just Sanji crying. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've mentioned this before, but Oda excels at drawing people crying. Yeah, It's so real. It's so visceral. Mm. And that's what gets me in like half of these stories that makes me cry. It's like, oh, that's so real. When Sanji's there with his hands over his eyes and the rain coming down and like shoulders slumped and then just tears down his cheeks. And Luffy says, all right, let's crash this wedding. Mm -hmm. And then Jinbei, okay, then this arc takes a turn because... It's not going to just descend into fighting. We're going to have this big plan. We're teaming up with Capone, mm-hmm. who he married Lola's twin sister, mm-hmm. Chiffon. But you have to, like, when you join up with Big Mom, you have to marry into the family. But Capone wants to assassinate Big Mom. Yeah, and Chiffon's fine with this. Yeah, which is very interesting in contrast to Sanji. Yes. Who doesn't want his evil family to die. 
So I'm I'm kind of glad that Oda's like, it might be okay if you want your evil family to die. Mm-hmm. But also... Well, I, I think it's interesting that Chiffon and Reiju are the ones who both want their evil families to die. Mm-hmm. And they're also probably the ones who suffered the most because of their evil families. I mean, I know Sanji suffered a lot. He really did. Yeah. But also we have to remember that, again, Reiju is a female in a male-dominated place where they very much do not value her mm-hmm. at all. And so... And and she she didn't get to leave. I don't I don't know that she's ever had any bit of good yeah. in her life like Sanji has. So for her, she's been stuck there for all of these years, and I could see why she for sure would want to take it down. Yes, we find out Chiffon's tragic backstory of Lola, the proposer herself, yes. was proposed to by the Prince of Elbath, mm-hmm. and she refused mm-hmm. and left. But she didn't realize that this was such a big deal, but Big Mom wants to kill Lola. Yeah. And so because they're twins and Chiffon looks like Lola, then Big Mom hates Chiffon. Oh my god, it's a thing. So that's why she's like, yeah, I'm okay with my mom dying. My mom's terrible. Mm -hmm. And I love my... Oh my god. So Jinbei's explaining about Capone's plan to assassinate Big Mom. And he's, he's explaining Capone and how he's just so evil and so then when we find out he wants to assassinate Big Mom, there was this fear that he didn't actually love Chiffon and their child. But no! The love is so real. It's honestly, I didn't think at the beginning of this that I would care about a romance with Capone at all. But I'm like, they have they have true love between them. They care about each other so much. It was beautiful. Yes. It's, you know, all these years... Oda said that he wasn't going to write romance. His his target audience isn't interested in romance. And then he's like, but I could write romance if I wanted to. Gosh, imagine if he did. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so they're going to, they're going to team up to try and defeat Big Mom. They're going to use her weakness, which I don't, Big Mom has an incredibly disturbing backstory, which if we just want to skip over it, we can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, y'all can just look that one up yourselves. Um, um, we can, also, like, spoilers, the, the assassination doesn't work, so I guess we don't have to get into the specifics of it. But it's going to be at the... They're going to kill her before she kills Germa, more yeah, or less. Yeah, they're, they're, they know something that will traumatize her, and when she is in that state, she is weakened, and that is when they will use some of Cece's poison. Oh, yeah, Caesar Clown is still there, of course. Yeah, Capone has his heart now. It's, yeah. Whatever. Caesar Clown will be gone by the end of this arc. <laughs> yeah. For real. He gets his heart back and he's gone. Um. <laughs> Although he was kind of like the hero at one point. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he got them out of that castle, so. Yeah, and, and Luffy's like, oh, I've come up with the silly entrance. Oh, my gosh. And Capone's like, no, this is serious. Yes. And and in my notes, I was like, okay, can Luffy's entrance please be him bursting through the cake? And then it was. And I was like, it's it was the only way. There was no other entrance that Luffy could have done. Of course he had to burst through the giant cake that Big Mom has been like waiting for. Yes. So the wedding. So Sanji knows that he's going to be killed by mm-hmm. pudding. Mm-hmm. But his his plan is just all dodge out of the way. Which Sanji yes. Sanji's very fast, so yes. it's a good plan. But pudding the heel turn. 
to the face turn. Oh my gosh. Because of course she's also got a tragic story where she she lifts up her veil and reveals her third eye, which has always been this like thing that has made her seem like a monster to everybody. And so then she just became a monster. Even Big Mom, who yes. is a huge hypocrite here because yes. Big Mom's dream is to have this land of all races. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, ew, putting your third eye is creepy. Grow out your bangs. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, growing up with that and feeling monstrous, she became that. And then Sanji sees it. And Emma, what does Sanji say? Oh, what a beautiful eye. And it's it's coming from Sanji, so you know it's genuine. It's, it was so cute. And so then she falls to her knees. Yeah. And can't kill him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then just chaos ensues because somebody else tries to assassinate Sanji, but Sanji does dodge that and then it hits somebody else. And then it's just a whole, whole thing. Chaos. And so it's get all over again. <laughs> Sanji shows kindness to somebody and they're like, I can't kill you. Sanji's true power. He also kind of did it with Viola when she- yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm genuinely trying to help you yeah. because you said you needed help. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell that you actually need help and I'm going to trust you when you tell me that you need help. Oh, <laughs> truly the best. I mean, even Reiju like, recognized that I feel like his kindness was what sets him apart. Yes. Oh. It is. Sanji's the best character, everyone. We can actually say it and not feel bad about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, the wedding cake is destroyed, which yes. leads into the final act of the arc. Mm-hmm. Because Big Mom has these terrible hunger pangs where if she doesn't get what she's craving, she just goes on this murderous rampage. Yeah. Anything in her path is game and will be eaten or destroyed. So they need to make a new wedding cake. And this Mm -hmm. was a giant cake that took days to make. And the head chef is down for the count. Mm -hmm. So we need to have the ultimate team up. Chiffon, our our new girl. Yes. Honestly, the hero of this arc. Yes. Chiffon, Pudding, and Sanji. Mm -hmm. Well, and Chiffon is doing this because of the life debt. Because she's like, you saved my sister. You saved my twin. I need to repay this. And Capone, like, I know this is a bit wild. Like, we're trying to escape now. And and this is like a really tricky place to escape. But no, I need to go off and I need to do this. Take care of our son. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That was so cute. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she's just off to save the whole island. Yes. And and Pudding Pudding and Chiffon's relationship is also genuine because Pudding was also close to Lola and then mm-hmm. when Lola left. And they're also the two that Big Mom is just always piling all this hate on, really. Yes, yes. So they hate and judgment. Yeah, so when Pudding had her heel turn, I was afraid that her relation that all of her relationships were fake. Mm. But no, she she loves Chiffon, and Chiffon is kind of trying to help her because now she kind of has, uh, she's kind of torn between her... Her, like, impulse to be the evil side yes. versus her trying to be nice. Yes. Which is, I mean, has possibly for a long time been more an act than anything. It's, yes. it's hard... She's really complex. It's hard to tell which is the real her because yes. she's had to put on this act of being this really 
like perfect, lovely person that has made like the whole, like all of the people love her. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then she also has all of these impulses to be this really evil and mean and cruel person because of how she was treated. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that is her truest self is this mix of the the evil things and the nice things. Neither and both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But she wants to save Sanji because she's in love now. Oh my gosh. The way I kind of really wanted them to get together. <laughs> yes. I know. Just, oh my god, Oda. How could you do this to me? So yeah, they're going to be baking a cake. And that is the thing about this arc. Is that the characteristics that Judge told Sanji were useless are the ones that he used to save mm-hmm. save the day. He doesn't really fight anyone except for Luffy in this arc. Yeah. There's really very little fighting, and Sanji does not participate in it. He doesn't use his strength. He Mm -hmm. uses his cooking skills to save the day. Mm -hmm. And we also have to talk about when Vince Smoke Judge asks Sanji, why did you save us? He he saved them because his real father would be upset with him if he didn't. Yes. We, oh my god, this is probably the mo- One Piece moment I think about the most, is Sanji telling his dad, you are not my father, Zeph is my father. Mm-hmm. And we also got another flashback with Zeph. Yeah. Where it was it was Zeph telling S- Sanji never hurt a woman. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> was saying that if you hurt a woman, then I would kill myself. I, mm-hmm. I, I would hurt you, I would castrate you, and then kill myself. And Sanji says, why Why would you do that? And he says, because as a parent, it's my, that I need to take responsibility if you don't act the way I want you to. Mm. Which is mind-blowing for little Sanji. Because, first of all, Zeph just said, I'm your parent now. Yeah. And how he's saying that if you don't act the way that I think you should, it's my fault. Whereas Judge was like, you are a failure. Also, because Sanji is such a strong fighter, it's proof that if Judge was actually a good teacher, Sanji could have learned. Yeah. (laughs) Although I'm glad Sanji was not a child soldier, but like, I, oh my God, so many things here. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and and he's like, leave me alone. Don't ever be involved in my life ever again. And Judge is like, fine, whatever. Gonna leave you. Anyway. I don't oh, we're basically at the end because they make a new cake. Sanji Sanji's gonna defeat Big Mom with flavor. Yes, he won't let anybody poison his cake. Yeah. He's like, this is gonna be the best cake ever. And then he when he's making the cake, he has this big smile on his face because he's thinking about how Big Mom's gonna love it. Yes. Oh my god. And that's our boy. Mm-hmm. They're going to eventually get away. Germ is going to help out a little too much. I'm like, stop helping my boy Sanji. He doesn't need it. Stop mm-hmm. stop touching him. Yeah, though, I mean, they were saying, and I do feel like this is probably possibly more the reason, is just that, you know, we need to get revenge on Big Mom yeah. because she did try to annihilate us. And, I mean, especially for the brothers who have no emotions, I feel like that's probably more. I mean, maybe there is a touch of... We're going to save our failure of a brother, but I also think it's we need to attack these people who tried to decimate us. Yeah. And we are going to have, we 
We thought Jinbei was gonna join the crew, but he has to stay behind to be the rear guard. Mm-hmm. Because Big Mom's gonna lie. Oh my lie. gosh, yeah. And then Luffy has that moment where he's like, I'm the captain, I'm your captain now. And yeah. I was like, oh, so he's going to be like, either we're helping you out or or what? But no, he was just like, so you're gonna meet us in Wano, basically. Yes. But, but yeah, uh, Luffy, I guess I just... I feel like in this, we had a lot of good Luffy being the captain moments. Yes. Like when he takes the fight into the mirror world so that uh, the Sunny can continue on and so that, you know, they're continuing with their mission of getting to um, the place where the cake is being made and so that they can reunite with Sanji and so that they can all get away. And he's like, and I'm going to then join up with all of you. I don't know. I just... I really like seeing Luffy being decisive in his commands as captain and then everybody seeing him as the captain and and doing as he says. So especially because Zoro's been working so hard on trying to get Mm -hmm. Luffy to be a captain who makes decisive decisions. Yes. Though I obviously I'm biased towards this arc, but I think it did a good job with a lot of the side characters. And I know we skipped over a lot because there was so much to talk about with Sanji, Mm. but... I thought Brooke was really good in this arc with the stuff I said before about him talking about the sacrifice, but also how Brooke was so intent on getting this etching of the road Pawnee glyph. He he almost sacrificed himself to do it. Yeah, but he did. He completed that mission. Yes. And I think... Also, <laughs> we didn't talk about Pedro at all because I don't care about Pedro, but I guess we No, but that. I care because I realized this is my other favorite captain moment okay. for Luffy. But, but first, I think... So, Brooke has teamed up with Pedro for quite a bit through this. And I think also Brooke was one of the people who saw the Mink's huge sacrifice. He saw the mm. aftermath of the Jack battle. Yes. And he was so moved by their sacrifice for, to keep somebody safe that I think that was his main motivation through this arc. Mm. He was also saying that he's like, Sanji's sacrificing himself, so if he doesn't come back with us, we need to get this etching, so that way his sacrifice will be for something. So Brooke was really great, and also his soul king powers work well against Big Mom's soul powers. Yeah. <laughs> because she takes souls from things and put them into like inanimate objects. But he could, like, exercise yeah, the souls. Yeah, get them out. So there was a lot of actually really great Brooke mm-hmm. moments. But Pedro, Hannah? Yeah, Pedro. I mean, he he drops a lot of information on Carrot at one point mm-hmm. in the battle. And it's like, Pedro, what are you doing? And basically, you know, he's saying, like, the Straw Hats are the ones that we have been waiting for. They're going to lead us into, like, the new era. I don't know if that's exactly what he said. But it was, like, yeah. that kind of sentiment. And then immediately after that, he's got bombs strapped to him and he is there to sacrifice himself to make sure that the Straw Hats can get away. And not only that, we get to see a flashback of him with Gold Roger. (laughs) Oh, little baby Pedro just standing there as a kid, like ready to to join up. And then Roger being like, nah, kid, you're still on standby. Like you, you can't come join us yet. But then also we get to see Roger, I guess this is when, you know, the things are winding down for him and he's planning how he wants to go out. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, I don't have much time left, so listen up. Everyone has their moment to shine, which is something that Pedro has just fully taken in. And like everybody has their moment and this is going to be his moment. He also 
is much older than he seems just because he had his soul taken by Big Mom. Yeah. So I'm not sure about the lifespan of a mink, but he is fairly old at yes. this point, too. And so this is what he has chosen to do. He has chosen to sacrifice himself so that the Straw Hats could escape. And this is where I felt it was a good Luffy captain moment because I feel like there have been so many times where he would do the impulsive thing of like, oh, there's a friend in danger. I'm going to go and save them or I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to go take care of this. But no, he's like, Pedro already made his sacrifice. We're going to continue on. We're not going to waste his sacrifice. Yeah. I just thought that was like, instead of doing something impulsive and like kind of revenge fueled, he was like, no, we are. We are continuing on our mission. Yeah. And then we haven't talked about Chopper at all. I think the only thing I want to mention is because, so Usopp's not there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Chopper kind of takes on the Usopp role with Carrot. Yes. Where he's like, call me big brother. So kind of more of a take charge Chopper. He's, he's trying, he's doing things. He's coming up with plans. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of good moments with him. Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic with utilizing the mirror world for a while there. He was fantastic with defending the ship and, you know, going into his, like, giant mode and, like, being, like, like, very proactive and everything. So he was cute. Yeah. So there's a million things that we didn't mention, but... (laughs) Yeah, didn't go into the million chapter Katakori fight. (laughs) I did, I did, like, it it was a very, like, honorable fight. And I think with Katakori, I thought he was interesting just because his motivation did seem to be, I'm going to take care of my siblings. Yes. And I always appreciate that about these villainous characters, like in Mm -hmm. quotations, because Big Mom is the villain. But we've got Katakori here where his mission is not just to take down the Straw Hats, just to take them down. He Mm -hmm. is doing this because they had been inflicting so much pain and damage to his siblings. Yes. So then that makes me wonder, like, feel like he should be going against Big Mom because Big Mom has also done a lot of damage (laughs) to his siblings. But... Well, there's part, like, at the end, he's kind of just like, oh, well, she's going to go after Luffy or, you know, they're going to have a rematch Mm -hmm. because Big Mom, not defeated, defeated by flavor, but still very much alive. Yeah. (laughs) So, and how he's, like, not too concerned about her maybe not surviving a fight in the future. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And I think the last side character that I just remembered, Paycombs. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He's, He's a great comic relief character in this arc because he is so loyal to the Big Mom Pirates that he keeps thinking he's telling Big Mom associates like, oh, they're they're yeah. gonna kill her, but then they keep like not being with him. Yeah, <laughs> and he's with the with Jinbei's crew for a bit, and they're like, no, Paycombs, you need to stay here. We'll we'll tell Big Mom the information yes. you have. Oh my gosh! But then at the very very end, he rescues Luffy. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Pedro, he was like, Pedro made his sacrifice. I'm not going to let it be in vain. I am going to make sure that you also survive because that's what Pedro wanted. Pedro is the only one whose voice could reach Pegums when he goes into his, like, beast mode that the minks can do. (laughs) The, what was it called? The Sulong? Yes. Which, okay, so... Did he have a relationship with Pedro? I really feel like there was a relationship between Pedro and Pegums. Wow, I, I thought it was just like, big bro. 
I don't know. There were so many times where I really like was questioning it. And then when his voice is the only voice that can reach him when he's like not able to be reached by anybody else. But okay, yeah, maybe it's I, just I don't know. You you thought this with Polly and Iceberg and then you're like, oh, maybe not. But also maybe. Yeah, you see that one? I did start to be like, okay, maybe it is a big bro thing. But now Pedro's exploded. So I'm not going to get to see if this is just a big bro thing or not. Pedro is actually dead. People, is he really? Pe- yes. <laughs> no. People die now. I thought that. Okay, when, because earlier on, Big Mom kills one of her kids um, yeah. by sucking out his soul. And I was like, nah, nah, he'll be fine. He'll he'll pop back up. No, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> and, then, and then Pedro exploded. And I was like, oh, but no, he'll pop back up. It'll be another, what's his face from Alabasta. He'll, he'll pop back up. No. But no, but then I was, but then also it's like, they made a big deal of it being a sacrifice. I was like, so then he... Oh. Okay, if Pedro is not dead, I will be upset. But I am not lying to you when I say, as far as I know, Pedro is dead. Okay, I, I thought he might be. But I also have been trained by One Piece that only two people have ever died. I, I, I know Pell blew up and lived. But you gotta forget that. Yeah. Pedro blew up and died. Yeah. He was also like 82 years old. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. So, what an arc. I mean, everything I could ever want, really. Yeah. Because, oh, the very end where you see Sanji and Zeph cooking food for people. It's like, they are father and son. <laughs> okay, but what about when Sanji's dad comes and is listing all of these things that he doesn't <laughs> like about Sanji? And then Luffy's just like, okay, bye. And then, or like, thanks for helping. Yeah. And then Luffy turns to Sanji and is like, that was weird. Why was he just listing off all your best qualities? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too cute. Wait, is Jerma Double Six, are they invited to the reverie too? Because are they... Because they're... I can't remember what it said about them and their relation to Marijoa. They said that they have the right to attend the reverie. Okay. But they are about to lose that right once they team up with Big Mom. Okay. So that right has most likely been revoked. Okay. Okay, okay. (laughs) But... Oh my god. I loved it, of course. But mm. Hannah, this was your first time through it. What did you think? I really, really liked it. You know, gosh, learning more about Sanji and where he came from and maybe putting into context some of his actions and the way he views things, I thought was done really, really well. And I'm just excited for what's going to happen next. I'm worried about the reverie. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been worried about that since we saw uh, Vivi's dad in his sick bed. But he's coming. But he's coming, but he's still sick. I'm so worried. <laughs> I am very worried. Okay, also, so like, the Jinbei makes crew member number nine, right? Well... Okay, that's the thing is that when Luffy said 10 men, it wasn't sure if he was including himself. Okay. But I think he was including himself. Because oh, I want Vivi to join them again. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're coming to the reverie. Vivi's going to be there. Is this going, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's going to match up with what, like, the Straw Hats are doing in Wano or whatever. But I'm like, I still, she's like an honorary Straw yeah. Hat. So, so if you're not counting Luffy, then I would be like, then Vivi, come join and have so, there be another girl. <laughs> So we, we've sort of touched on what has Oda planned and not planned from the very beginning. Vivi wasn't a planned character. Ooh. She, Miss, but she's fantastic. Miss Wednesday was a planned character. Yeah. And then one day Oda drew her with her hair down and was like, she looks like a princess. Hey, what if she was... He had the alabasta arc sort
sort of planned out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what if, like, she was the princess of Alabasta, and that's why the Straw Hats are helping out. Oh, so cool. So I'm I'm very much hoping Vivi comes back for the end. Oh, my god. More than any, like, I'm right there with you. I, I want more Vivi. Yeah. I mean, they drew the X's on them, and then they, like, that's one of my favorite moments. That, that is a top moment. But, yeah, did Oda have Sanji's backstory planned in the beginning? I don't think so. Mm. I do think we first find out Sanji is from North Blue in the Skype yard. Mm-hmm. And so I think from there, like, the wheels were turning where he's like, oh, Sanji's from North Blue. Right. How did he get to East Blue? Yeah, what's going on in the North Blue? What's their political system like? Yeah. And, you know, pe- there are plenty of people who have gone back and be like, this was a sign that Sanji had more to his story or whatever. Mm. And I don't know about any of the... I don't know about the Iron Mask Duval one. I, You know, I don't really agree with right. that one. But the one that... <laughs> I'm probably reading too much into. Okay. Was when they met Ace. Okay. And everyone was in love with Ace. Every single person said, oh my god, Ace is so cool. But yeah. Sanji said, huh, you never know who you'll meet at the open sea. And I'm like, is it because Sanji's worried about meeting his family? Interesting. No, I like that. Read into that all you want. I like that a lot. So... Yes, every other thing that people claim was a sign, uh, for the most part, I disagree with. But <laughs> that one, I I read into. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. It's now you know Sanji is a nuanced and well-written character. <laughs> he really is. I know he makes me mad a lot, but. <sighs> He's my favorite character for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to not feel bad about it for the moment. <laughs> Surely he'll never do anything bad again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> what are we doing next? Well, Hannah, <laughs> brace yourself. Okay. So we are getting into the Wano arc, which the start is... Reverie, mm-hmm. which is only about five chapters. Oh, wow. Okay. We could probably Ooh. spend the whole podcast <laughs> talking about it, but... Oh, my gosh. And okay. then we're doing the first half of the Wano arc. So we are going to do chapters 903 through 974 in volumes 90 through 96. So for people who know Wano, this, is, this should be everything before Onigashima. So... <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it should be a, a pretty good place to split in half. But I suppose you will be the judge of that next yeah. time. Your first time through. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I, I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Well, as always, you can find all of our social media information in the show notes. Don't forget to like and review our podcast wherever it is that you listen to it. And thanks for joining in on our discussion. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.